Hi, I'm Samantha of Goddess Awakening. I'm here to hold a safe space and share with you the true and authentic stories of how we got here. Empowering women, elevating for all. Welcome back for episode two. It has been a busy few weeks since the last episode. Um, We just got back from uh, an event in Tulsa that we helped host with Dance Festopia. So we did the Road 2 in Tulsa. That was a lot of fun. At a cool new venue, 473, um, all outdoor and 420 and dog friendly. So those are always nice things to have. We had bass DJs, house DJs, and lots of new friends were made that weekend. And then the weekend before, we actually were at Terp Float Fest. We were hosting our Goddess Awakening space. And we did harm reduction. We had some art installations. One of our people actually ended up teaching one of the yoga classes because the yoga teacher did not show up. So that was really cool. Uh, We helped lots of people, lots of trips sitting. Um, Some people, a lot of people just needed lots of water. It was like 104 all weekend long. So Definitely. We'll talk more about that later, but Turp Float Fest in Tahlequah was amazing. Shout out to Brent and his team. They did an awesome job hosting a really safe space for everyone that weekend. And we can't wait to be back next year. Okay, so last episode, we left off um, right whenever we started planning Goddess Awakening. So Tennessee, September, the whole month we were there, or I was there. And so now I am headed back to California. Um, so now we're basically in the fall of 2021. So like I said, head back to California. Um, and then that November 7th was my 30th birthday. So I had about 13 friends come from Texas and Tennessee to come celebrate my birthday. So that was a lot of fun. We were in San Francisco and we just got a giant Airbnb and hung out and explored and got to be tourists. Um, Where I was living in California was about an hour north of San Francisco. So I was close, but I was still not in San Francisco all the time. So I was getting to explore myself. So great weekend, 30th birthday. Um, It's funny looking back now because there was lots of things happening behind the scenes that I wasn't aware of in my um, at the time relationship. So I'm going to touch on some of those things um, while still being respectful to the other party. Um, But I do think it's important to my story to be authentic of some of the things that were happening and my experience and my perspective of um, those things that were going on. So, okay, now we are planning a festival. Um, At this point, there's a lot of people helping, of course. um, But I would say my number one is my best friend, Brian. Um, not to be confused with another Brian that I will get to soon in my story. Um, but Brian Behrens, um, he was my right-hand man for planning Goddess Awakening, the festival for year one. Um, and we have never really done this before. So we were just kind of figuring everything out as we went. Um, first thing is we had a date we were going to host in March and we had a venue. We were going to host at Circle R in Hartman, Arkansas. So this is the same venue that I had previously um, helped host the festival with the Arkansas family. 
And it was a great location because it was only about three hours from Oklahoma. And Arkansas is basically where I had a lot of my festival family at the time. So they obviously had easy access to come to the event. We were doing everything um, from filling up a lineup of artists from Thursday through Sunday. Um, so we were figuring out booking for all of that. Um, we got a photographer and a videographer, which are people that I've also worked with in the past. So that was really easy. Um, the production team out of Nashville. So those are my buddies, Jason and the fifth dimension of sound team. So Kyle and the rest of the crew, um, they were obviously my go-to for production. And at the time, there was actually only one stage at this venue. Um, so we wanted to have two stages. And in the past, they had just kind of like rigged up a second stage with like some pallets, but I wanted to have something official and safe. So we talked to the owner, Jeff, and he said, basically, give me the specs of what you're wanting and I'll build that out. And he actually ended up finishing and creating that stage days before we got out on site. So it was like the end of another festival. He built the stage and then we were there. So that's unofficially the Goddess Awakening stage um, at Circle R, which is really cool. Um, we also were doing everything as far as social media goes. So we were doing artist spotlights, um, vendor spotlights, which of course we had to book all of the vendors as well. Um, Courtney helped me with the um, organization of all the vendors and making sure they had what they needed. So she was awesome around all of that. Um, we were having weekly calls, staff meetings. Um, we were getting all of our volunteers lined up. And if you've ever hosted any kind of festival or event, you know how important volunteers are. So just figuring out where to place the people where we need them over the weekend and scheduling them getting people we trusted. Um, and then also a big part of it is money. So we had a couple of sponsors and then a lot of it was me saving my money, basically every dollar that I could um, while working at the tap house in California, along with a few friends who graciously invested into the event. And I call those my friend vestments. Um, so we had all of the funds that we needed. We had a budget and we were sticking to it. Um, a lot of people don't think about the other things like golf carts, infrastructure, bathrooms. Um, so again, we were handling everything from the ground up and it was primarily me and Brian and then our production team were the kind of at the core of everything. And of course, there's lots of friends who helped along the way. So not trying to leave anyone out. Of course, I really appreciate you guys. And um, from the after movie that we made, we actually credited everyone at the end. And the credits were, I think, like two and a half minutes long because I wanted to thank everyone. Um, so a lot of hard work and a lot of time and effort and people um, became a team to just make everything happen. Um, we also had a green team. My friend uh, Boogie runs Manifest Green out of Nashville. And it's basically a bunch of people who go around and make sure that the festival grounds are like completely clean. Um, when possible, we do recycling and we're starting to turn things into um, art. So that's a whole new thing that we're working on. Um, but the venue stayed completely free of any kind of trash, micro trash, cigarettes. They, they get everything. So they were awesome as well. So yeah, we are in the midst of all of those things. Um, and then 
comes January. So my friend Laura from Tennessee as well. Um, at the time, I'd actually not met her in person. So we had just been internet friends. Um, but she was like, you should sign up for this thing online. And I was like, okay, don't really know much about it, but let's do it. So I ended up signing up and doing this like online intensive healing course, um, with a bunch of strangers. And I ended up being one of the most active people. So I won like one of the main prizes and someone, there was a retreat at the end of the month and I really wanted to go. Um, but at the time we actually had a cruise booked for, I want to say it was like Shelby and Brian's birthday. It was a bunch of people's birthdays. Um, but of course, COVID was kind of rolling back through at the time and a lot of ports were closing down. So all of us decided, you know, never, never mind, we're not going to do this cruise. So I did have the dates off. Well, someone else who had won the um, retreat, which was like a $30,000 retreat, she won it to where she could go for just $500. Well, her and I connected during this online intensive and she decided since she was not able to make it, that she was going to gift it to me. So I could go for $500 and it was being held just outside of Salt Lake. And at the time I was in California. So I decided let's do it. So I signed up. And then at the end of the month, I started my first journey of the year to Salt Lake. So from Northern California, I stopped at Lake Tahoe for the first time, which it was beautiful. Loved Lake Tahoe. It was only about a four hour drive from where I was at. And then I met up one of the girls and picked her up from her brother's house in Salt Lake. And then we both headed to the retreat. I knew no one who was going to be at this retreat. Like I said, this was Laura, my friend who invited me and she was there. So I got to meet her in real life for the first time. Um, I had no idea what I was getting into at all. Um, the best way that I can describe it to anyone is a spiritual healing retreat. Um, we did lots of things around healing um, childhood trauma. Um, we did different workshops, um, just connecting with people. Um, eye gazing was the first time that I did it there. And I thought it was so weird. Um, and that became one of like my favorite and like the most intense workshops for me of the weekend. Um, made some really amazing connections, some really amazing friends. And um, after that retreat, I actually came back. And one of the things that I said at the retreat is the very first day when we were just getting to know people, um, I believe it was like a shame and it was like a shame release exercise. And it was like, what are you feeling shame around that you just kind of are keeping to yourself? And in front of a room of strangers, which talking in front of people is definitely not my favorite thing. So that was a whole challenge in itself. Um, but I actually said, I feel like I'm with someone who truly loves me, but they aren't the right person for me. And I was referring to my husband at the time. Even saying that out loud just feels weird. But anyway, this was last January when I said this. Um, so January 22, I come back from the retreat and I had released a lot, a lot of trauma and lots of different things 
but it was just the beginning of my healing. Like I had no idea how much had to come out. Um, but that weekend really got it started for me. So when I came back from that retreat, I had a really intense conversation with my then husband about some things that have been happening, have happened um, as far as like me deeply connecting with people that I did have some shame around and I wanted him to know. And from there, I wanted to move forward and like fix things. So that's kind of where at that point I was feeling like good. Things are going to move forward. We're going to figure things out. We're going to get reconnected. Um, yes. Yeah, so I will keep just keep that part of the story in mind. Um, but yeah, that was a really big moment for us. And a lot more will come out since then. Um, last year was just kind of the beginning of everything coming to a head with our relationship. So after that, we're, you know, still planning the festival. Um, on March 21st, my ex and I start the drive from California to Oklahoma. So we're headed back to come host the festival. Um, we get to Oklahoma after about two days of driving and big Frida, my great Pyrenees actually came with us, which was really cool. And she came to the whole festival. So that was really fun to have, um, a dog that we love so much with us. Um, but that weekend right before the festival is where things started to really open up as far as my relationship goes that I didn't understand what was happening at the time. Um, but there was some missing money that happened before the festival that we had planned to have in a bank account. Um, just a lot of like secrets that I wasn't aware of that I started to find out literally the day before I'm about to host my first music festival you know, empowering women and I have to have this good energy, um, with me. So I basically tell my ex like, Hey, we're going, um, I need us to work together as a team and we'll figure out what we need to figure out after this weekend. But for now we have to keep our game faces on and we need to host this weekend and it needs to be, you know, the right energy that, I've been putting into it this entire time. It's it's going to continue for the weekend. So a lot of people had no idea the things that were happening at that time in my life. A lot of people still to this day really don't know a lot of the things that were happening. Um, but it was the most amazing weekend I could have ever dreamed up in my life. Um, all of the women that I pretty much met for the first time in real life at this festival all of them told me this is, you know, this is the best weekend that they've ever had as far as like being an artist and the way that they were treated and the way that they were, you know, given their platform. And I had all of the women on the main stage. So we definitely had uh, male DJs as well. Um, but all of the women were the spotlight for the weekend and they all felt that. And all weekend long, women especially were coming up to me and just telling me, what a wonderful space that we created. Thank you so much. I can't wait to keep coming to this festival. Um, and those people are some of my closest friends to this day. So really special weekend. Um, all of our effort, I mean, absolutely came together. We had a really 
amazing team who just was willing to put all of their time and heart into this weekend. And you could really feel it. Now, of course, when you're hosting a festival, there's going to be fires to put out. And there were definitely a few of those. Um, We were hosting, or one of my friends, Davis, was hosting his meditation workshop. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to take my walkie-talkie off and I'm going to turn my phone off and I'm going to take one hour to myself during this festival where I'm not working and I'm just going to rely on the people who are my team to handle whatever comes up. But it's early in the morning, so I thought, you know, no big deal. Well, turns out after my wonderful meditation, thank you, Davis, it was beautiful. I had the biggest issue of the weekend, maybe really, well, okay, there was two issues of the weekend, but one of the biggest issues of the weekend was happening while I was meditating. So as soon as I came out of meditation, luckily I was in a zen, calm state of mind and got to handle a situation where someone was just being disrespectful and we had to ultimately have him exit the space. Um, But we did make sure he was able to get a place to stay and had a ride there. So we still took care of him. Um, The venue is like in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, but there's still neighbors and we were still playing music very loudly. We had lots of speakers, lots of subwoofers. Um, So at about 1030 on the Friday night, I believe it was the first official night, we started getting noise complaints and I had to talk to the police a few times, but they were very kind. I was very kind and everything worked out. So definitely lots of lessons learned from the first one, like making sure you're friends with the neighbors. Um, Although there is no rules that we were breaking with the sound, I still don't like to disrespect the people in their homes So definitely something I noted for future fests at that event or that event venue. Um, Yeah, I remember Sunday night, um, Haley, one of my friends, was the closing set of the weekend. And she had the most amazing set, played so many songs that I just absolutely love. And I danced the whole time. Um, And there wasn't a whole lot of people still there on Sunday night because that was the last night. So I really got to enjoy it with a lot of the team and the volunteers and the staff members, production team. So we were all just kind of there together. Um, And then Monday morning, we had to deal with a few situations. And luckily, my best friend Brian was there to help me again. And then we packed up and we all headed home. Um, it's really weird to think back to that, that time and especially like the go home part because I put like everything I had into that festival, my whole heart, everything, my soul, and so did everyone else that I was teamed up with. Um, and it couldn't have been a more magical weekend. So I'm so thankful for everyone who was a part of year one. I'm so thankful for the people who continue to be in my life from that event Um, And just looking forward to so many more experiences, especially with planning another festival um, for year two of Goddess Awakening. So after that is when I realized I need to start living for myself. Um, Again, I don't want to go into too much of the detail because I'm respecting the other person who is involved in my ex-relationship. But I knew it was time for me to start 
doing what made me happy. And that meant um, field research of going to music festivals because I knew that Goddess Awakening is not going anywhere and it's going to be something that continues to grow and grow. So at this point, I have done one festival. It is March and things kind of just really escalated in a really positive way as far as um, my work life went. So I was started... Let's see. Okay, so the festival ends, and now we're basically into April. I was working at the beer garden, and then things started getting weird over there. We'll just leave it at that. So I started a new job at a local bar, the bar in Cloverdale, California. Um, This is my first time bartending, so that was a whole experience. Um Shout out to everyone who is putting in that work because I will never go back to it again. Um, Make sure you tip your servers because that is a whole experience um, that anyone doing it deserves a lot of money. (laughs) So I started getting really invested and called to work and be involved in different events and festivals. Um, First stop being Greenway, which I'll talk more about that, which basically was year two of Refugees, the one that we hosted when Bonnaroo canceled the September prior. So they said, hey, do you want to start helping plan year two? Of course. So that started happening in April, as well as a festival in Oklahoma that was called Happy Festival. Um, My buddy, Brandon, who I've spoke about previously, um, he actually linked me up to help planning with that event. So now I'm also involved in Happy Festival, um, which again, I'll talk more about my experience with that festival that happened. The next festival that I actually went to in April 15th, that weekend was Coachella. So if you're not familiar with Coachella, it is one of the biggest multi-drama festivals in the country. And it's absolutely amazing. Highly recommend it. It's in the desert of California. So just south of, basically south of LA, about an hour or so. So this is the one I say is my first solo festival ever. Um, I actually ended up going with someone and we rode together to the event. But they were working and I was working. We had our own campsites. So I basically didn't see them the whole weekend. And yeah, this was my first ever single Coachella or sorry, festival event. Um, I got there basically right when my shift was going to start. And I worked the general store, which was really cool. I was a volunteer that year. um, But we did get to keep our tips. So that was really neat. And we only had to work about 15 hours the whole weekend. So I get there, I do my training, I get back to camp, I set up, I set up a canopy all by myself, which I'm still proud of to this day, because that is a whole, that's a whole thing. So set up campsite, and then I just went to go explore. Um, got to see kind of like the campground area, which at this festival, the campground is a whole festival in itself. So that was really cool. And then um, I had two other shifts over the weekend, and I worked at the general store, one of the smaller ones by the VIP section. I, um, Got tipped a $100 bill by someone one night, and I did make sure they meant to give it to me because I wasn't sure based off of what they visually looked like. 
Um, they were definitely having a good time, but they said, yes, this is for you. So that was really cool. That was a blessing um, that paid for basically food and some gas money. So that was amazing. Um, I got to meet one of the real housewives. I'm a big housewives Bravo junkie. So that was really cool. And I got to my number one for the weekend that I was like, I must see this act um, was Megan the Stallion. So I did get to see her and it was epic. Um, I saw a whole bunch of acts that weekend. Um, Run the Jewels is one of my all-time faves. And I actually got to get really close up to that set and got one of their free bandanas and then got to see them perform. Um, so that was really amazing. Harry Styles was there that year. I'm not not a Harry Styles fan, but I'm not like a big Harry Styles fan. But it was cool to see him. Um, and then Snoop Dogg was like a guest performer on I don't know how many different sets. Um, so really amazing weekend. Had such a great time. I actually stopped through to see my sister um, who lives in Beverly Hills on that trip. I believe it was the way there. But either way, I saw my sister that weekend, Shannon, um, and we hadn't connected in quite a while, like in person. So that was really cool. Um, and we had some conversations, um, not super in depth, but just some really meaningful conversations about childhood stuff that we probably need to have had um, for a while. So that was really great. She got to show me around. She lives right right down the street from the Beverly Hills sign. We got to see Vanderpump Rules and all of their restaurants. So again, more Bravo things. So if you if you watch Bravo, you know what I'm talking about. If not, just it's famous people that live in LA, basically. So that was a really amazing trip. Um, so after Coachella, we are now announcing Greenway Music Festival. So Basically, it's like, hey, if you came last year, we're doing this again. Um, and we were full force planning a festival and they were definitely having a lot more time to plan. Um, and also Cameron was putting a lot of money into the festival this year, booking some pretty big acts. Um, so that was really exciting that people were happy that we were coming back. Um, going back to the retreat, like I was saying, a lot of childhood trauma was being released there and it it brought up a lot of stuff around my mom. Um, so since then I had done a cord cutting, which basically releases any ties like mental, physical, emotional ties to the person. And it had been offered to me and they had no idea how much like it resonated with me. So I had done that. And then I had also um, been advised that I should write a letter to her. So I actually started writing a letter to my mother um, at the beginning of May, which that was a really important part of letting go of like the relationship that I had hoped that we would always have again, um, but probably never would be. Um, so again, through all of this, still, still working on myself. Um, I was actually had a coach, which is my friend, Laura, that I talked about before, through these months of my travels and we were working through um, releasing a lot of these emotional ties that I had with her. So the next festival is Mill Valley Music Festival, which that one was actually just outside of San Francisco. So super close drive for me. Um, that one was really easy. It was just a one day festival. 
it was their first year and they actually sold out, I think it was about 7,000 tickets. So it was a day event. Um, the headliner was like lettuce and then there was a bunch of like jam bands. And for that one, I actually did ticketing. Um, I think there was only about six of us. And Marvin, who I'm still friends with, I met him there. We both connected over how much we love working festivals. Um, he actually does tons of security gigs and still friends with him. Uh, we actually ran into each other later in the year at Wakan. So that was really cool that I started to make even more friendships um, in California. After that one, we have All Day I Dream. So the person who did the cord cutting for me that I spoke about a little bit ago, her name is Julie Jules. She is in Washington State and she's amazing. Uh, she was at the retreat with me in January as well. So she invited me to meet her at All Day I Dream, which is another first year festival. And it was somewhere in California. I want to say it was like south of San Francisco, but north of LA. So somewhere over there. Um, this was more of like a burner type music festival, which was really cool because I've never been to a burn before. Um, but a lot of the people who travel to um, Burning Man and who have like the art cars, they were all the ones who were hosting this event. And I think this one also had about 5,000 people as well. Um, super cool venue. It was like on a, a lake or something like that. Um, but there was water all around us. And then there were several stages. And the one thing that stuck out, stuck out to me the most at this one was the workshop space. So like I said at the beginning, I started doing what I'm calling field research for all these events. And that one to me was the standout of the festival. So they had workshops all weekend long, um, basically from morning till evening. And it was like giant crystals. Um, there was all kinds of like sound healing parts of it. Um, it's, it's easier to see than explain, but it was decorated. They had tons of um, like flowers. They had a DJ booth that was set up. So if one of the workshop teachers wanted music or a mic, um, it was easily accessible. So that was a big um, inspiration to me in wanting to host workshop spaces at events. So that one was amazing. Um, I also volunteered at that one. Um, it was about, you know, 12, 15 hours of volunteering. I was only there for two full days, I want to say, because of work. Um, but May was also the month that I did three festivals. So that's wild. Um, and I did info booth. So I basically just helped people with questions. Um, if they had lost their things, we could help them with that. Um, super fun, easy gig, and definitely recommend that one. They did host their second year. So next year will be their third. Um, but definitely a great, great festival. Uh, highly recommend it. They're actually all based out of Europe. So that was their first um, U.S. Um, event that they hosted. So the following like three days later, I get home from All Day I Dream and I'm heading to EDC Las Vegas, which is, if you don't know, I think it's actually the second largest festival in the world. Um, but don't quote me on that. But it's a big ass festival. So I was working with ground control through Insomniac for the first time. 
this was my first event working with them and also my first EDC. Um, so I actually drove to Vegas for this one. And I stayed with a friend out there who I also met at the retreat. Um, so again, another friend that I had made along the way, stayed at her house, made a friend who was working and he was actually staying with his brother just up the street. And we carpooled every day to go to the festival. So another event where I know no one, um, basically the job for this one, it was a paid gig. And we were the festival team. Harm reduction is our main goal. So basically what we did is we had a partner and throughout the weekend, we would have about 10 to 12 hour shifts with our breaks in between. And of course, meals, which were amazing. The catering there is A+. Um, we would walk around the venue and we were zoned in different spaces for each you know, hour or two. And we would find anyone who needs our help. So it could be as simple as where's the water station? Where's the medic tent? How do I, you know, purchase food? Whatever it might be, we would help them. Um, we also were helping people with any kind of extra um, support that they needed um, before medical. So if they were tripping or needing some help just like to decompress or they were overstimulated, we could then take them to the Oasis, um, which is basically a staff space that we have our team at and they just hold space for whatever those people need. Um, so super comfy space, giant bean bags, you know, fans, water, whatever you need. We're basically rave mom and dads for the weekend. Um, some days were easier than others. Um, and then there's some days where you do have to call for the medical teams to come assist you because there's some very extreme things that we do see. Um, so yeah, that is what I did for ground control. And that was my first event with them. And I've done several since then. Super amazing organization to work alongside. Very thankful that I got linked up with them um, and can't wait to continue to do, do more with them in the future. Um, hopefully some more this fall, actually. And then we fast forward to the middle of June. Um, and again, in the middle of all of these festivals, I'm still working at the bar full time um, to make money to pay for all of my travels. So the next trip that comes up is going to be Sonic Bloom. Um, I actually got linked to this festival because of All Day I Dream. It was the same volunteer crew who ran it. So um, they were looking for more volunteers. And I said, let's do it. So for this trip, I actually drove from California to Salt Lake, where I stayed overnight with one of my cousins. Um, her and her boyfriend and her super cute dog live in Salt Lake. So I got to connect with them. And again, it's been years since I've got to spend time with these people. So it was really cool to just be there and reconnect and catch up on life. Um, so then I got to see the Great Salt Lake for the first time. So that was, it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm glad I did it, but nothing super exciting in my opinion. But it, again, it's cool. Um, so the next day, I head out to Estes Park, Nash, uh, the National Park in Colorado. 
Um, my aunt um, has been a park ranger there for a super long time, and she retired a few years ago. So drove through the entire park, and literally on the other side of the park, when you pop out, it is S's Park, which is where my aunt and uncle live. So I got to now spend time with them and catch up with them. And I hadn't seen them since my wedding in 2019. And actually, it was just Aunt Patty. So Aunt Patty, Uncle Tom, always been a really important part of my life. Um, throughout all the things that have gone on with family, they've always been supportive um, and kind and loving. And I was really excited to spend some time with them before my next festival. So this was a time that for the first time ever, besides with my friend Brian, that I had really opened up to anyone about the things that were happening in my then relationship. And they were not good at all. Um, but I hadn't talked to anyone about it. And that had just become the norm that I just didn't talk to people about the things that were going on. Um, so I opened up to them about it. And this is when my Uncle Tom, who has a whole bunch of history in the drug and alcohol side of um, things, he said, you know, your ex, he needs to either go to rehab or you need to have an intervention. And I was like, whoa, rehab? Like, what do you mean? Um, and this was all based around alcohol. Um, at that point, I had texted him and said, hey, you know, this is what he said because it came out of nowhere and I really hadn't thought about it being like an issue up until that point. So I do that. Okay. And I'm headed to Sonic Bloom, which was south of um, Denver. So a few hours south of where my aunt and uncle lived. And I called my friend Brian and I told him like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like this, this isn't healthy for me. Um, I really have to make a big change. And that was the first time I'd really said that out loud to anyone, um, even though it had been really unhealthy for a while. Um, so then I get to Sonic Bloom, which was an amazing festival um, in Colorado. Um, I was also volunteering there doing info booth, um, lost and found, checking volunteers in, basically anything that they needed. Um I got to camp on site, which was my first experience, sorry, second experience doing tent only. Um, Coachella was the first, but this one was like a mile long trek to get to your campsite. Thankfully, I had a wagon um, and it was still a long ways. So just be mindful of when you're doing tent only. It's sometimes awful to get there. But once you're there, I got to camp really close to one of the stages. Um, so that was really cool. Everything was a super easy walk. Um, tons of trees. Uh, there was water there as well that you could get in. And tons of great music. Um, just a really great festival. My favorite parts of that festival was there was like a hammock area where there was a bunch of trees and probably a hundred plus hammocks just like stacked on top of each other all around in the trees. Uh, amazing. I spent, I spent plenty of time in there. Um, so that was a big inspiration of just having all the hammocks in a space where people could hang out and swing around. And then um, another huge part of that festival that inspired me and still does is they had a 
I don't exactly know what to call it, but basically a non-alcoholic bar um, where they had different non-alcoholic drink options that you could order, including different plant medicines like cacao. Um, they had CBD. They had all different kinds of things. And they were like really cute drinks that you could get without alcohol. Um, and alcohol has always been a part of my life. So it was it was starting to become a point where I was thinking about um, why am I drinking alcohol? When do I drink alcohol? You know, what's the point of just getting drunk for anything that's going on? So I started to really be more conscious at that point. So the timing of that was really pretty magical. So after that festival, I drove straight down to Oklahoma City, where I helped host a happy festival in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Um, there's a lot to say about this one. <laughs> um, if you know, you know, if you don't, uh, there were some really big headliners that they had, um, booked for the event. Um, I was hired to handle artist things. So like, uh, the hospitality side of things, uh, their riders, transportation, and then also I was the vendor coordinator. So it was two people, husband and wife, who were basically funding the event and were the quote-unquote event coordinators of the festival. Um, I, however, wanted to help in any way that I could, especially the weekend of. Um, They weren't always present. So I made sure that I was available and making sure that the festival did not burn to the ground, to say it nicely. Um... There were some really amazing connections made that weekend. And I feel like after all of my years being in Oklahoma, this was the first time that people really saw what I can do and appreciated me. And I worked my ass off all weekend long to make sure that the people who were there had a wonderful weekend. Um, that's me being very nice about all the things that happened that weekend. Um, happy festival did not happen again this year, um, which is probably for the best. Um, but again, I did have a really great experience. I learned so much and I got to connect with tons of people, um, especially in the local scene in Oklahoma. So that's really where I started to meet people, um, in the Oklahoma scene. Okay. So happy festival. After that, I'm just going to be honest, while I was in Oklahoma that week and a half, two weeks, um, I stayed longer than I originally had planned or should have. Um, I partaked in lots of partying and drinking and pretty much anything that was offered to me. Um, I jokingly say that I like went on a bender that week after those two festivals, but I think it's because I knew what I had to go home to face. Um, so yeah, it was a crazy couple of weeks in Oklahoma. I finally went home and get back to California. I'm, you know, greeting the animals and saying hello to everyone. And within about three minutes, my now ex tells me I need to go now. I need to go to rehab right now. And this was shocking to me because again, I had texted him a couple weeks prior that my uncle had brought it up, but this is nothing we've ever, ever, ever discussed. Um, so it kind of, kind of smacked me in the face. Um, and we're living in California and paying a, you know, pretty big bill to live there monthly. Um, 
And at this point, I had found out that he had lost his job, jobs, um, and he, he had kept that a secret for me for a few months, um, lost his car. There was just a whole, a whole lot going on. Um, but I said, okay, let me figure it out. And I said, I'm going to rent you a car. I borrowed money from a friend and he took half of the animals. I think he took the cats. I don't know. He took half the animals and left like two days later, drove to Oklahoma by himself And I said, you know, I'll pack up what I can and close up shop in California and I'll be right behind you. Um, So he got to Oklahoma. He's been with his grandmother ever since in Oklahoma City. Um, And then I kind of started to wrap up what was left in California for me to to take with. Um, We had a little gathering at my friend Jessica's ranch and I got to like hang out with all my California friends and tell them goodbye before I headed back. Um, she helped me like moving stuff and storing stuff, which I still have some stuff in California. Thanks Jessica for being my storage unit for quite a while now. Um, but it all happened so quick that it was like we had to move, you know, the way that we knew. Um, So probably about a week or two after he headed back to Oklahoma, I also moved back to Oklahoma, which was really hard for me. Um, I love living in California. I spent weekends where I would just go drive the coast. I would go hang out with the big trees. Um, So one of the very last things I did before I left is I actually went to the coast, um, said said my goodbyes there. And then I went to the Redwoods and I hugged the trees and I told them, you know, thank you for my time here. Um, They held a lot of space for me while I was experiencing this time of my life by myself. And that was one of the hardest things is just saying goodbye and not knowing when I would be back. But I'll be back. Um, So yeah, I moved back to Oklahoma City and then I started living in our home that we owned where I had a couple of roommates living. So I just took the spare bedroom there. And then from there, I kind of just adjusted back to life in Oklahoma. Um, I got a gig working at processing um, some THC products, which was not a bad gig at all. Um, And then I went to another festival at Circle R, which was Sound Sanctuary, hosted by some of the Arkansas team. And I partied a little too hard that weekend as well. Um, The month after that, I just decided I'm going to be sober this month. So I stopped drinking alcohol for about a month after that one. Um, And then right after that, too, we hosted a Pokemon event, which was really cool. We hosted that in Oklahoma. So that was kind of like my return back to Oklahoma City. And then at the end of that month, I had a float fest. Um, So another festival that we did a float trip and partied too hard again. So this is just a month of partying too hard, if you haven't caught the theme there. Um, And I think that's actually where I'm going to leave it off today. And we will talk more about the next festival, which is Greenway, year two. So thank you, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Goddess Awakening. Check out our link tree in the description for all our socials and upcoming events. 
This podcast is brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform. 